Okay, welcome to the fifth episode of Fresh Meat, the Manifest podcast. Fresh Meat is a meter of minds around the freshest topics of communications. I'm your host, Julian Nabubo. Today, we're going to be talking about getting into the industry. We're going to hear from three women, all colleagues of mine, who have fascinating stories about how they got here. Stories that I think can serve as inspiration to those considering entering the PR and comms industry, those in the early stages of their careers, and those who are interested in making a career switch. With me in the studio, I have Moe Levine, campaign manager at Manifest New York, Leanna Bignall, senior campaign executive at Manifest London, Muli Katumba, account manager at Manifest London. Welcome, guys. Oh, hey. Happy <laughs> to be here. <laughs> I, like the, I like the clap it. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> uh, so I guess to start, I think we're in a very interesting industry. Um, many sort of industries have a pretty standard route or route, as you, as you call it in the States, um, to, to get into a career. You know, you study a particular subject, at university, perhaps you intern for a bit or join a graduate program and you slowly learn the ropes and learn how to climb. Mm-hmm. What I love about what we do, not just in Manifest, the industry at large, is um, there's sort of a variety of routes you can take to get here. There isn't a standard or preferred route, at least in, in, in the UK and I think in the US as well. Everyone's that, got a different story. Yeah, I think, I think that might be a little bit different in, in Australia, but we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll come to that. I think that that's what makes our industry so exciting and creative. I want to start with you, Ma, because you are our special guest. You're in London uh, for the month. Um, so I guess, first of all, how does it feel to live in the greatest city on earth? All the way from New York. <laughs> all the way from New York. Julian, that's an amazing question. Um, it's, <laughs> it's been a lot of good fun. Um, I think that the thing that's been the most interesting so far is that all of the establishments in London have really clever names. Um, Like what? (laughs) Well, someone took me to a coffee shop the other day called the Department of Coffee and Social Affairs. Uh, And I loved it, but I was also pissed I didn't think of it first. Um, (laughs) Very punny. Yeah, very punny. But on the other end, I feel like no one has a sense of urgency. Like I was just weaving through people trying to get to the office today. Um, But Overall, um, people are telling me I'm very exotic, and I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, well, you're American. And I'm like, oh, baby, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and that sums up my London experience so far. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah, exotic. That's interesting. Um, and also the fact that there's no sense of urgency. That's also quite interesting yeah. um, in London. But um, I guess you had a, an interesting start because um, you, you, you went to uni and studied journalism, right? That's true. And interned in that, in that field for, for a while. So, yeah, just give us a recap of, of, your, of your history. Like, how, how did you get here? Yeah, sure. So I um, went to George Washington University in Washington, D.C. with every intention of becoming a journalist. Uh-huh. Um, I liked journalism because when I was younger, I never could uh, stick with a hobby. But uh, when I was writing, um, I could go cover a rugby match, for example, and learn everything about rugby without having to commit to the hobby. Yeah. Um, so it was just a good way to learn about a lot of different things that other people felt passionate in. Um, and I wanted to be a journalist, but then I was able to land my first uh, PR internship. And I realized that PR was everything I loved about journalism, which is, you know, the study of people. But it was a lot more social. And I got to go out and meet more people and go to more places and experience more things. And um, I never looked back. Actually, (laughs) that's not true. (laughs) I have looked back, but um, only in the capacity where I feel like now that I feel more comfortable in my PR career, I'd love to add writing um, in another capacity. 
Did you know what kind of journalism you wanted to go into? Um, I don't know. I mean, I the thing is, I I really love writing and I love people, and I could go a bunch of different ways, I guess. But um, in DC, um, it's really politically heavy, um, so that was sort of what I was learning in school. But um, you know, I I am a 2016 election survivor, and, um, <laughs> aren't we all? <laughs> That's a good point. It's, it's with all of us now, um, and you know, it's um, it it was time for me to pivot a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I see. And you said it's it gave you more access to be, I guess, more social. Um, so I guess you were more interested in the wine and dining side of things. Not that that's a bad thing, but but there there is, um, I guess, there's a conception. I don't know if it's a misconception, but there's a conception that um, in public in public relations, a lot of what we do is you know social. Um, is that what you had? Is what was that an idea of, of the industry you had be- before you joined it? Did it meet your expectations in that way? I didn't even really fully understand what public relations was before right. I started. Right. And the cool thing that I'm learning now is that um, PR can exist in a lot of different iterations. Yeah. And it depends on what you're representing. You could represent a product, mm-hmm. and um, that's what you're pushing. You could be doing brand strategy and revising a platform. Um, you could be someone's personal publicist and make sure that every move they make is um, something that fits in with what they want to the public to perceive them as. Yeah. And so the cool thing is it's it's whatever you like. Yeah. For everyone needs PR. Yeah. So whatever you're interested in, you can pursue. Do you think that's particular to Manifest New York or is that the same kind of experience that you'd have if you worked at like another PR agency? Because we do have so many different strands of what we do with our clients. I'm just wondering if that's the same across New York. Yeah, I think, again, it just depends on the agency. Some agencies are super focused on one discipline, like one PR agency could be focused on wine trade and things like that. Um, Also, you could go in-house and be just the PR person for a specific brand. Um, But something that was particularly attractive to me about Manifest New York um, was how creative everyone is. I think um, my PR career before this, um, I was doing PR for news and a lot of it was really reactive. Mm. And once I found Manifest New York, it was this really exciting opportunity to learn how to zoom out and create strategy. And that's when the real thinking started. And I feel like I'm tapping into my most creative self. Yeah, yeah, you get your mojo. Exactly, the mojo. Yeah. Um, and that's been the f- most fun of all. Oh, I see. I, I find that really, really interesting. That the idea of of creativity, which I think should be like a central um, sort of platform for everything we do as comms and PR. But it's it's a theme that that we explored um, when your, uh, your colleagues Jess and David were over here. It seems to be lacking in the U.S. or at least not as developed in, in the U.S. Um, in, in, in this industry. Um, to pivot to you slightly, to Liana, you started off in in New Zealand, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a inside running joke. That's um, <laughs> <laughs> no, so yeah, Are so you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Liana, where is Australia? <laughs> Other side of the world. <laughs> Can you point to it on a map? <laughs> so um, yeah, and your story is, is is fascinating. Like moving from. I guess a smaller city to um, the de facto capital. I know, I know it's not the capital, but Sydney, and then making it all the way, I think, back and then over here to the sunny shores of, of England. Like how, so warm over here. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like this every time. Um, so how, how did that happen? 
Yeah, so I think a bit like Mole, actually. Um, I studied journalism, so yeah. I was really good at writing at school in English, and I was like, I love writing, I'm just going to do journalism, which is nothing like um, mm. English writing at school. Um, and so I did that, and actually I had to choose a major, and when I did journalism, I didn't know what to choose with it, and my mum was kind of like, oh, you know, what about PR? Um, and I didn't really know what it was, and I thought, oh, give it a go. I don't know what else to do. So I did a mixture. I did like PR with journalism. I also did a bit of like philosophy, linguistics and marketing um, <laughs> just for fun. Um, so I started off doing that. Um, I realized that I actually absolutely loved PR. Yeah. Um, I ended up studying Bachelor of Journalism with a PR major after that at uh, Queensland University of Technology. So um, we in, in Queensland, so we all kind of go to uni around where we live. Um, in Australia, though, you have to basically do what you want to do for the rest of your life at uni. So right. if you want to work in PR, you need to have experience in journalism, PR or marketing. That's, um, that's, really? that's so interesting. Yeah. So it's not like as a prerequisite. So when I did start, which I guess we'll get into later, yeah. but when I did, like we wouldn't even, like, our interns had to have, they had to be studying that to kind of be our interns. It was, you, you need that experience. And this is the first, I never even realized that over here, you don't even need a uni degree. Um, pretty much everywhere I've ever known in Australia to get any kind of job, you need a minimum of a, like a degree. It has to be some kind of degree. Right. So it's completely different in that sense that I was, but I was just lucky enough that I studied something that I loved. Mm. Um, and so when I was at uni, I got the opportunity to work for ASOS. Um, so they had their first ever kind of ambassadorship marketing um, and 3,500 people tried for it throughout the whole of Australia. Um, they did a four-stage interview process and I was one of 10 chosen throughout Australia. Oh. So that was my first step into, I suppose, like marketing, fashion, PR, all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, in Brisbane, it's just, it's very small. So we only have like a couple of real PR firms that you can work in. There might be like six people in each. It's wow. not, yeah, it's really competitive. Yeah. Um so I was looking for places to go and I just didn't really know what to do. Um, I couldn't really get into anywhere because everyone wants to do it and it's so hard. So yeah. I just started applying for things in Sydney. Um, so obviously, And, and how, how far away is Sydney? It's like a couple of hours flight. So it's like, it's not it's not that bad. Or oh, probably like an hour, actually. I'm trying to think. I don't even remember. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's, about it's an probably hour, like here to France. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's like, it's not that far. It's like an hour. By the yeah. time the plane goes up, it's going down. But yeah. it's... <laughs> It's going down. It's going down. Um, but it, it's it's not that far. But I guess we're so big that yeah. everything happens in Sydney and Melbourne. They're the two big places. Mm. So I knew if I wanted to really punch start my career, I needed to go somewhere else. Mm. So internships there, um, they're not. You don't get paid to do internships. It's not cadetships. It's not like here, which I really value because I really appreciate the fact that everyone has to go through this as interns. So, kind of saved up all my money um, working in high school and uni at just like a music shop um, to live in Sydney for two months straight working for free <laughs> every day. Wow. Um, so it was like 700 bucks a week, which is about 350 pound a week to live there, um, as well as food and everything else, transport. But I got to work for an amazing, amazing company, which is an international jury designer as um, PR communications online um, intern. So I was able to get an understanding of in-house and fashion, which is incredible. Um, and then I, and I also got the social media side of thing, which then I kind of delved into. So then 
yeah, I moved I moved back to Brisbane after that and I was able to get my first, I guess, like real job in PR. Yeah, yeah so I, I started as social media and PR consultant at KDPR in Brisbane and then I moved up. I stayed there for two years before I moved over here um, and I moved up and by the time I left, I was, um, you know, I had, kind of two obviously my managing director but then two people I work with that were I guess my directors and then me and then we had juniors and interns and I started the internship program um I guess like mentored that way which yeah. was something I was really passionate about um yeah and I guess then I was like well I either moved to Sydney or Melbourne because I knew I wanted something more yeah. or I take the plunge I always said I wanted to work in New York or London that was yeah. my that was my goal in life yeah. um and, and, and yeah. how much how much research had you done about working in london <laughs> so i'd never and... even been to the uk um i suppose for me i just knew it like yeah. when you're in australia you just know that the best places to work in the world and pr are london and new york that's mm. the place that you're going to go to get the most experience right. and it was just obvious like I didn't I suppose I didn't really need to research because I just knew that like mm. it was going to have more of an opportunity for me than Australia would and I knew whatever I did overseas whatever experience I got and whatever I learned I'd be able to come back to Australia and I'd be my experience would be incredible yeah. um, and I'd be able to show that on my resume I just didn't know how hard it would be to get into PR when I came over here right <laughs> a lot of people sorry no sorry I was, I was just going to ask: Is that is that something a lot, a lot of Australians do? Like, do they go to to New York and London, gain a lot of experience, and come back and I think it's, and uh, get an advantage in the game? I think we don't do it for that reason. I think a, a lot of people I know do it because it's incredible and amazing mm. and different. I suppose the difference is people always say when they go traveling um, that they always run into Australians and they find it really weird because <laughs> we're from the other side of the world. You are yeah. prolific. We are, yeah. <laughs> but it's because we travel so much because we're so far away. We all want to see what the world's like and get yeah. involved. Where I was in Brisbane, I was working on accounts that weren't, you know, they weren't global and everything's kind of like... For instance, we'd work on things and most things you'd pitch would be Brisbane or Queensland alone. You wouldn't mm. even pitch to the other side of Australia yeah. or Sydney or Melbourne because the media is so different there. But you yeah. come over here and you're pitching on a global scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're pitching to Scotland, to Ireland, but also to Europe um, and then all around England. It's it's just an incredible, I guess, opportunity and it, it's really eye-opening and yeah. it, it's it's a lot more. The media is different from coast to coast. Yeah. So, like, um, if you were in Sydney, you wouldn't pitch a Sydney local story to, like, Melbourne because they wouldn't care. <laughs> um, so it's very, like, we have so much news, I guess, that happens locally. Mm. We have our local channels on TV. And then you would get... So if we did stories that were big, um, that would affect the whole of Australia, obviously, we'd be going to news around. But it's so competitive yeah. as well. Um, and we, we have, like two or three newspapers in Brisbane. I mean, here you come over and you've got so many <laughs> and so many out. We don't have picture desks in Brisbane. It's two or three so You and I were yeah. actually talking about this the other day. It's like pitching Canadian news to the United States. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like, just like it's that. Just, it's exactly like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you're saying, like I guess coming over, I thought that I could work on the same level as yeah. I could when I was in Australia. Yeah. Um, but that's when I realised that my experience in Australia, actually people in England didn't, count my experience yeah, so, experience yeah tell me about that like you know you you, you come to the uk touchdown and heathrow 
What, what, what month of the year was this? Was it? Was it, it was summer? about this time last year, actually. First uh, okay. of July, I landed. Uh, it, was, yeah. it was probably raining. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was actually really hot. I got sunburnt, which was really weird. And you're like, Every- this is how my England experience is going to go. Everyone was judging me. Like, how are you Australian? The, like, white is sunburnt person. It's like, That's the moment you should have known you're meant to be British. Yeah. Yeah, yeah basically. So, so you, you walk into um, an interview and you're like, you know, I'm going to get this. You know, I've got years of experience. Like... <laughs> Yeah, so how how did it go? When when did it hit you that this is not going as smoothly as I thought? Um, I think it it took um, a bit because I had so I had some interviews where people wanted me to work for free for three months. First of all, for uh, free, yeah, um, they'd pay for my travel, um, but I'd basically be doing SAE roles, but I'd work for free because they were like, you don't have any media experience, therefore you should work for free for us, and I was like. I can't afford that. There's like, there's no way I can afford that. So, um, after that, I, I started talking to recruiters and, you know, they would say one thing. I, when I came over, I thought I could be on the same equivalent. I mean, in Australia, you get paid a lot more for PR than you do over here yeah. anyway. Um, but I'd go to recruiters, I'd get jobs that were, um, I'd start just applying for things to work in admin in PR. And they would be like, it's 16500 for you to yeah. work in our admin. And I'd be like... You can't live on that. No. And then I'd go in for these interviews and they'd say to me, but what if a PR job comes up? Are you going to quit admin to work there? Because we don't want that. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I have all this experience and you don't, you won't allow me to, I guess, work here. You, you yeah. won't let me show you that I can do it. Yeah. I think that's the hardest thing that is people say to you, you don't have media contacts, but I think we all know to get media contacts... You just got to pick up the phone. Exactly. It's it's a matter of understanding how systems work. It's we have a thing called MediaNet in Australia, but you have Gorkana here, and you have um, Cision in America. It's the same. Like you can come over here and use ours. Yeah, and you it's, know who it's to look transferable up. Yeah. skills. Yeah, exactly. And it, 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 it's a weird thing when people are like, "Oh, you need experience to get experience." Yes, and like, exactly. And I'm <laughs> like, "I have experience." <laughs> it's like, like what? Um, I think that was the hardest thing. And then I got told that if I wanted to, so they'd say to me, "You're Australian, therefore you're on a visa, therefore we." can't put you on yeah. full-time so you can be freelance or something like that yeah. um and there was just a lot of back and forth with people um i would go i'd spend i spent all my savings basically traveling all around london for four different interviews in one day um i had so many recruiters i was talking to it was really really difficult um and i think because no one ever which is why this podcast is good because no one ever tells people back home how hard it is you yeah. think there's, and there is so many jobs in London, but everyone's going for them. Yeah. And at the same time, you're back home going, well, I've already worked up to this, so yeah. I will have experience. Yeah. And then you get here and people like, mm-hmm. no. It doesn't count for nothing. Yeah, and yeah. people were judging where I lived. They were yeah. like, if you live in West London, you're not going to be as creative as East London. And it was like... I have ridiculous. never heard that. Yeah, that so ridiculous. it was all this stuff in interviews that yeah. I was just like, I'm from Australia. Like, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm only here because my landlord let me live here like and so there was a lot of different things that was difficult about it um but then i was lucky enough that i went to an interview and i was like this is right um and they took a chance on me i guess so then i started working at taylor herring um which was fantastic and i got my experience working in i guess the different types of media here and as i knew i could like i guess i had faith in myself that if i have that experience in australia i have to start from scratch again yes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. basically as a graduate but i can do it so um i just kept going um got the experience work there um it i realized how amazing london is um 
it's just the things we get to do over here, the campaigns we get to work mm-hmm. on. I was working on, you know, international clients that I've just, w- I wouldn't have even dreamed of back home. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I got approached by, when I got approached by Manifest, I was like really, really happy because I know Good that. because you met me. Yes, because ah. I met you, because you interviewed me, Jules. life changed Jules. forever. As soon as I met Jules, Smooth. I was like, this Jules is where I have tones. to work. <laughs> it was just great. And I think like, since I've been at Manifest, like I've been here what four months and I've already worked on global campaigns I've gone to America to do campaigns I've it's just I can't even explain how incredible it is and I think if it weren't for Manifest and Taylor Herring taking a chance and actually letting me show I guess England that I can do it um, it would have been really difficult I would have just kept freelancing in different places and and trying to build your way up but um, I think I I think it's something that at Manifest um, being being on the recruitment team we we place a lot of emphasis on you know of understanding that yes there are going to be people that come and dazzle you with, with, with a CV of experience 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 but you need to sort of probe and get at the raw talent like mm. what is this person capable of mm. you know yeah. what's their ability um, and you can uh, you, you can glean that from conversations you can glean that from how they analyze information um, and yeah you just need to take a chance um, and yeah we, also, just, we say that in New York too we don't want someone who's done it before we want someone who's never tried it but is interested in doing it and feeling yeah. passionate because you never know if they can do it differently than someone else has ever done it before exactly, and do it better. Exactly. Someone who's never tried it. Now. Yeah. So, like, you, you, you came to, to manifest as a, a midterm. What, what does that even mean? Like someone in the middle age who <laughs> becomes an intern? You're picturing I'm not, that movie? I'm not trying to say you're like... First of all. Yeah. <laughs> middle age. No. You don't look a day over 21. Yeah. No, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, I, I, wanted you, I wanted you to sort of take us back. Like, why did you make that, that decision at a point in your life when many people are already settling down or have already decided, you know, years ago that this is what I'm going to do for life? Yeah. And you decided, you know what, I'm going to switch. And not just I'm going to switch, I'm going to start, you know, as an intern. How did that come about? It was it was such a pivot. And I still kind of every so often go, I'm coming up to being in PR for two years. I can't believe yeah. I'm at the age that I'm at. And I'm in, I'm still, you know, in a new industry, still learning about it. And I think for me, um, I kind of got to a point where I had got quite high up in my career and managed IT services and was earning a really good salary, was earning commission, um, was able to basically write a number at other managed IT services companies and say, I will come to you for this kind of salary. And I had a light bulb moment of what am I working to live or am I living to work mm. and it, it it really was almost like an epiphany I remember sitting there at a training session in a new job where I'd moved from one other company to this other company where I'd got this great pay rise and I, I was sitting there and I was just like I really hate what I'm doing. I'm not interested. I'm not motivated. They, I'm, I'm supposed to not be on a target, but because they know I can do this, they've just gone, just just go in there and just do your thing. So I was just like, is, is that what the rest of my life is going to be? So I actually resigned from that job, didn't have another job to go to. And I 
been in and around Manifest as one of the original Thursday clubbers. Um, oh, yeah, I remember those. Yeah, um, <laughs> Thursday club, in case people don't know, um, a thing that we do um, on like maybe once a quarter on a Thursday where we get together with friends of Manifest. And I had met um, Alex Myers, our CEO. The man that is. The man that is. <laughs> the man that is. Um, Ali Maynard, the legend that is. Um, and like Julian, like so many manifestees um, through that Thursday club and just kept on being friends of you, being around your um, your like environment, your, like what you guys did, like bringing you in for pitches when I was doing events and things like this. And Alex had said a, a few times over the, the years that I'd known you guys, like, have you thought about doing PR? And I was like, are you crazy? Like, I genuinely did not think that I had a creative bone in my body. Mm. Um, and that was literally what I thought PR was. Creativity equals PR and that is not me. Um, so when I resigned my job, I sent him a text message and said, you know, we keep on talking about this like every so often. Um, why don't I come and do like two weeks work experience? Um, I have no idea what PR is, um, but maybe I can learn a bit about it, see if it's something that I want to do. Um, and he... Uh, was like, yeah, no, totally, do, let's do this. Um, and the next thing that I heard from him, well, I didn't actually hear from him, I heard from Annie, the Chief Happiness Officer of London at the time, now Chief Happiness Officer at Manifest New York, um, on an email saying, so you're starting as an intern for three months from next Monday. And I was like, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> what have I gotten myself in? <laughs> um, I was just going to do two weeks work experience. <laughs> this isn't a thing. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if you know my story, but... <laughs> and I tried to ring Alex. He did not answer his phone. <laughs> and I was like, but he's doing this on purpose. Um, but he, you know... <laughs> anyone that knows Alex will know this. But um, it's like you were saying earlier, for some reason, him... Um, I'm, I'm sure Ali had a part in it as well. Um, I'm sure that other people kind of like were wondering, but he believed there's mm. something about me mm. when I didn't believe that. Yeah. But he also wanted to take a chance. It's like what Ma was saying, like, is that person going to bring something different? And I do have transferable um skills we could say interpersonal interpersonal relations mm. yeah um high I, eq yeah <laughs> I, I, it, there's something that i'd bring to the table i often wonder if it's just um the 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 funny jokes that, and the, the the humor but it's not no. it's the <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you darling um but no working at manifest kind of made me realize um there's more to me than just being able to talk to people or bring out in them like what what uh what they want what they need bringing out their personality i remember the very first week that i worked here we went for drinks on the friday and alex came and it was the first time i'd seen him that week because he'd been so busy and i said to him my biggest 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 concern is i have never been creative i was the person at school that did 
maths and like <laughs> you know I got told I should be an accountant I, <laughs> I oh my god oh my god I seriously did. I was like <laughs> I did some little tests and there were 40 questions and they then they give you this piece of paper and they're like you're going to be an accountant so I went to University of Manchester and I did accounting and finance and I hated it oh my god yeah See, that's this the, is what the paper told me that yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that, that's, the, that, that's the power of like a, a careers counsellor you know yeah. they can just ruin your life forever yeah. that, like you're going to be an accountant but you have the power to fix it yeah. exactly. I think it's incredible that you like turn around I guess and not many people are brave enough halfway through a career to turn around and be like well I, this isn't right and I'm going to make a complete change because I think the hard thing is like a lot of people in creative industries like we could go into journalism or something and it's not it's not that far gone but like you're saying what you did yeah. was completely on the other yeah. end that's and, incredible and, and was there a point when you um, were on this three month internship that you had maybe another epiphany that you're like you know what maybe I can do this or I like this I want to keep on doing it so I think it, I'd I'd say it was a process. So that first Friday when I said to Alex, like, I've not got a creative bone in my body, and I will always remember him saying, the most annoying thing for him is that at schools, we are almost siloed and you get told, you get put in a box and you get told quite early, you are creative, you are not creative. And it could be subtle, it could be direct, but it does happen. And then we go through life thinking, I I, I, I can't be that creative person, I can't do art, I can't appreciate art, I don't have music taste, I don't know how to think of a creative idea, I don't know how that's going to land, I can't think strategically about Mm. that. And him saying to me, Pardon me, sorry, I hit the microphone. Um, Him saying to me, everyone can be creative. At first I was like, yeah, right, okay. (laughs) But that stuck with me and I threw myself into different things. So brainstorms and I would just be like, I'm just going to throw out any idea and it may be a pile of crap, but I'm going to give it a go. Uh, (laughs) And as I threw myself into more and more things, it just became like almost like this challenge to me. And there were some points where I was just like, I don't I don't know if I'm ever gonna get any good at this. And I still I still think that now, but I like that feeling. Yeah. I like that about PR that I'm we're constantly learning, we're constantly challenging ourselves. I love that we all kind of throw different um campaigns that we love, different articles that we love, like mm. different we throw these questions out. We yeah. have these podcasts. Yeah. We, uh, we as a team constantly challenge each yeah, other. That's the that, that's that's what you know brings me to work every day. Mm. That that mm. diversity, that variety mm. uh, of backgrounds and ideas that we can all come together with. You know, our diff- from our different walks of life, different countries, different backgrounds, and sort of put in this melting pot that is where we work. And you know, really, really drill down ideas and look at things from different perspectives mm-hmm. and come out with something unique, something new, exactly, and something vibrant and interesting. And I love the fact that manifest is really dedicated to that like I think a lot of people would see people from different backgrounds or people from different countries people from different jobs careers if they don't go to uni all those kind of things can really I guess impact um what you're doing but manifest really actually take that on board and are like well you can bring something else to the table and you can really help with everyone here because when we get together we all have great ideas that come together because of our backgrounds and i think that's incredible yeah Yeah, absolutely so i guess i I wanted to like you know zoom out a a little bit um from an american perspective 
Um, what what is there is there a typical route that that you you find most young people um, in, in New York, I guess, um, take to to get in, into the industry? What would your advice be about gaining experience? What would your advice be about um, I guess arming yourself with, with the tools or the the yeah I say tools to to be good to be good at, at this at this job? What would you tell someone listening? Absolutely, I would say that the number one thing you should always do is just say yes. Okay. Um, you are a summation of every person and experience that you have. And the more that you have, the more you can learn. Um, I think that, um, you know, when I was younger, um, my brother is a computer engineer and my sister's a doctor and I was always sneaking out to go to parties and my parents were like, <laughs> what are we going to do with you? And then the other day they were looking at me and they're like, that paid off. Huh? Like, you know, like, they're like, you're pretty good with people. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm like, you know, everyone has, um, a different skill set and, I think that it's just about training your mind. And mm. so in New York specifically, I, I know Liana was touching about this, about how competitive the industries are. And I think, you know, growing up like pretty close to New York, sometimes we take it for granted. But um, I, you know, working is so important. I started working at a clothing store um, just because you need to learn that discipline. Um, you need to learn how to work long hours. You need to learn how to put a smile on. Mm. You need to learn how to do stuff that um, you feel like, isn't worth your time, but like working towards yeah. a bigger mission of like getting the job done yeah. and not saying no to people. And so, um, I think, you know, never being shy to get work experience and then, you know, internships are huge. Mm. Um, that's something that you need to make a priority for. Um, while I was in college, you know, um, I was lucky enough to go to school in a city where there were lots of opportunities, but you know, every semester having an internship every summer coming back to New York and landing an internship. There was one summer where I had two internships in one job. Um, I worked in the fashion closet at a magazine and then also worked at, um, an ad agency as a copywriting intern and then also worked at a clothing store. And, you know, you it's amazing yeah. how, um, what you can do to find time to invent time. Mm. Um, Sometimes I, you feel like Hermione in that episode, the, the movie of Harry Potter, the movie the of. Sorry, I'm still one coffee short from my morning quarter. <laughs> or no, when she has the time turner, it's like just, you know, the, the more time you feel like you don't have, the more you can realize you can actually get stuff done. Right. Um, and so I think just being really, really disciplined um, with that kind of stuff and knowing that, I know this sounds cheesy, but hard work pays off. Hard work pays off. Hard work pays Absolutely. off and not giving up on yourself. I think, you know, Liana and um, Nam both touched on this and Julian, I'm sure you feel the same way that there were so many times where you were like, I can't crack this. Yeah. I don't know mm -hmm. what to do. And you just feel really helpless. Yeah. And that's when a good team comes in. Yeah. I mean, there's so many times where at Manifest, I've tried something new for the first time and it scares me and just knowing that everyone's like you can do this exactly, yeah. Yeah. not being like okay don't worry we'll t we'll take it off your plate it's like no molly you yeah, can do this yeah. and that's the support you need but yeah back to where you how you get to where you are saying yes um working hard and um just trying to meet meet all the people that you can everyone has a story to tell yeah. and everyone has a story worth hearing so yeah no absolutely you know it's interesting uh, as, as we, we were talking there's two things that or one thing that came to mind or at least i think a couple of people said saying i didn't know what pr was mm. um, i think you, you, your mom was like just 
just yeah, and I was just like, try All right, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, and it, 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 ha- it happened with me as well. I, I mean, I remember just scrolling through the UCAS website. This is the website where you sort of choose um, universities in the UK, and I was just like, I want something that doesn't have math in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so marketing that, without quality, exactly. quantitative. Yeah, yeah I, was just, I was like, public relations. I, I think my dad was in the room. I was like, what's that? And I was like, oh, that's what your granddad did. I'm like, okay. People cool. still ask that. <laughs> yeah, but but is there is there still a misunderstanding of what PR is with, with young yeah. people? Yeah, and, and how do we change that? Young people, everyone. Like I think it's the movies as well. Movies, isn't it? Sex in the City. She's yeah. a PR consultant, apparently. You know, and or AbFab. AbFab. Ab Fab. Like everyone's Ab Fab yes. Effect. Well, the other thing on the other side of the spectrum is now with social media, everyone's kind of their own publicist. Like yeah. everyone's mm. promoting their own personal brand. Mm. And I think it's funny because sometimes people, my friends will text me being like, "Hey." what's my caption for this? Like, what, what do you think, like, my vibe is here? And I realize that people look to me as some sort of expert on, like, how the public per- can perceive them and, like, right. the, the tools of communication at your disposal. And I just think, like, on a micro level with social media, everyone's becoming their own self-promoter, and we're in a really interesting time where, and, you know, I, I get these thoughts, too, where it's like there's so much volume of information. How do you, how do you cut through all of that? How do yeah. you make something that's actually really meaningful yeah. and not just adding to the noise? Yeah. And I think if you go into PR with the expectation that you're just going to be going to parties and stuff, <laughs> it's not going to... It's not going to work. I remember at uni. Yeah, well, I remember my lecturer saying at uni, if you're having fun at a party, you're not doing it right, which isn't necessarily true in PR, <laughs> we know. But, like, <laughs> the idea was, like, if you're the one there having the best time, you're, that's not the point. You're yeah. there to make your client happy, the event great, you know. And I think on even our Instagrams, it seems like we have these incredible lives. And, yeah, we have, like, great fun, but it's hard work. Yeah. And I think the people that make it in PR are the ones that really are dedicated. Like, yeah. I remember I'd have interns that would come in and they'd be like, oh, I kind of can't do tomorrow because I want to go shopping and stuff. And it's like, no, like, if you want to get into PR, you need to show you're dedicated. You need to, you know, do multiple internships. You need to change your job and do an internship when you're older or go to Sydney and just do an internship when you don't yeah. live there. Like, there's so many different things that people that you hear their stories after and the ones that, I guess, have got to where they are because they've had those struggles or had those exactly. hard times. Yeah, and- you've got to show the graph. Yeah. you got to show the graph. And it's, oh, it's interesting you say that because, I mean, I've been a manager for six years now and and a lot of people see my Facebook and Instagram and they're like, oh, I love where you work. I'm like, yeah, okay, the culture is showing. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. where I work is is... As it is on social media, but there's a lot. I'm not going to show you, you know, a snap of me doing an Excel sheet, you know, at or, 9 p.m. at night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or, or like, oh, this is me pitching. Like, it's, I'm not going to show you that. So it, it gets to a point when you know we're like, oh, we're looking for new recruits, and someone I know has no interest. It's not about having it because it's not about having the experience, but I know has mm-hmm. no interest. Yeah. In in comms. Now says I want to come and work with you, and I'm like, okay, like experience is, is that ain't about nothing. But let's talk about you know what I do. Mm. You know, are you interested in this path? Mm. And they're just like, no, I I want to I want to pet a dog on a, on a Friday. <laughs> I want to do blue dog all day. And I'm like, you know, you're not coming to work. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like if if that's what you're coming to do, if that's how you think the industry is, then it's not it's not for you. And it's like it's it's, it's work. People. I think I think people don't sometimes understand that what we're doing is we're trying to commun- understand and then communicate what our clients want their audience to know mm. and 
the reason that they want their audience to know particular messages is because they're a business and they have business objectives and we have to translate that into something yeah. which is um, appealing, engaging. That resonates with people. Yeah, that resonates and it's, you know, it's just it's a strategic and creative yeah. process and yeah. that that's why there you know there is so much graft that's why it is about you know not being the person that has the most fun at the party if we're not representing our clients mm. not just ourselves and not just the great manifest culture then you know what are we what are we doing like yeah. and i think when people see the ab fab effect or the sex in the city effect they literally think that we are throwing a party that people will go to and they will forget it yeah. they'll forget who that party was thrown by where actually if we're going to throw a party there's a reason for that party there's yeah. a message mm-hmm. that we want people to Absolutely. take away and if 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 a young person's listening to to this podcast or not, hopefully they are um i would say you know do you have the difference between wanting to throw the best party or wanting to um, throw that party that starts a relationship between mm. your client and their new audience, you know? Yeah. Someone actually gave me a compliment once, um, which related to me personally, but I also think reflects what PR is overall. But they're saying that people like having... Sorry about that. People like having me at a party because I'm not sitting there talking about myself for the most part. Um, but what I do instead is give everyone in the room the alley oop to talk about themselves. Yeah. And I think like that's something that we do at work Absolutely. every day, yeah. where it's not it's not about us. It's about um, activating and engaging other people to be themselves or other brands to be themselves. It's giving them that platform. Because yeah. sometimes, like, you know, if you're a little bit shy, you always want to take mm. your friend to the party who can talk a little bit more and be like, hey, you remember that really cool story? Or, like, you should tell them what happened to you at work today. Like, someone who can help give you the tools you need to, to communicate and socialize with your audience. Yeah. Because when it comes easily to some people, mm. you take it for granted how difficult it exactly. is for other people to navigate mm. yeah. social situations or to meet new people or to get their voice or their cause heard. Um, and so, you know, uh, also to quote Alex Myers, but it all comes back to uh, behavioral economics. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and yeah. Everything does. Everything yeah. does. <laughs> people uh, call it my Bridget Jonesing. I don't know if you've seen the movie, but there's a there's a bit where she's hosting a, a, a book launch and she's got like, she's got a fact about, Every person, like this person, um, came from Australia and um, couldn't find a couldn't find a job, but she kept on going. Yeah. And it gives the alley oop, yeah. and that you know, I love yeah. that. That's a yeah. great it way. It's one of the of... reasons that I moved here to be Bridget Jones. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fall Live down. That life. Yeah. <laughs> it's also what makes politicians so successful too. Like I yeah. always loved this about Bill Clinton that he would remember one fact about every single mm. person he ever met. Yeah. So when he saw that person again, he'd be like, oh, like, how's your dog? Like, yeah. I knew that he broke his paw the other day. And just things like that that make yeah. people feel special because yeah. yeah, we're yeah. all human beings and exactly. we all just want that. We all want to be seen. So what would what would you tell um, agencies, um, not just in London, but how, how would you tell agencies to rethink the way they look at, you know, I was going to say fresh blood. Fresh meat. Stay on board. Um, <laughs> what are they not getting about recruiting new people and bringing people into the industry? How, how would you advise them to rethink um, recruitment? I think the biggest thing that I've always found and that I'm really passionate about is interns because when I was there, because I was younger, so I was in, obviously, I'm. I'm only, how old am I? 25. <laughs> um, so when I was working there, I was, you know, 22, 23 and stuff. So my interns were my age, but they're the next generation of people that are going to be our PR consultants. So 
I think the most important thing about recruiting is getting people in and having interns and actually teaching them something. Mm. I think it's about not having interns do just coffee runs and stuff, yeah. which I know we don't do. I'm just saying yeah. in general. Um, I think it's about teaching them how to write press releases, teaching them about certain elements because it's really important to get them into a place that when they go in the industry that they're having PR best practice. And I think in terms of, I guess, recruiting and expanding, I would say in, well, I'd say over here to give people a chance if they're from different countries <laughs> yeah. or different backgrounds and don't yeah. just assume um, the worst of people, they can't do it. In fact, if someone has moved countries to be here to work in PR, they're probably one of the most dedicated yeah. people that could yeah. be They've your... they probably got the graft, like, yeah. in great. Also, you exactly. have that, that global view, too. I think that yeah. if um, if you're not reaching outside of your your immediate circle, then... That's something, again, that makes Manifest so great is all of the diverse perspectives. Yeah. Um, being able to understand what's going on in the media market in the UK and in Stockholm um, has really helped inform a lot of the work that we do in New York. Yeah. And having that global perspective makes things so special. Absolutely. And, and, and when, when we started our, um, our internship program, Spark, it was you know, born out of the, the idea that many agencies, and not just in PR, you know, all interns do is just coffee rounds, yeah. mm. you know, and carry the papers and, you know, just very just basic admin stuff. Mm. But as a, an intern at Manifest, from, from day one, you are part of the team, yeah. you know, and you are on accounts and you're doing account work. Mm. You, you are also, you know, facing clients as well. Um, and and it was something we were very passionate about, something we knew that we had to fix. And if the industry had is is to change seismically and dramatically, we had to lead the charge. We had mm-hmm. to be sort of authors of that change that we want to see. Um, and it's I mean it's, it's working out um, so so far. Uh, and I'm really proud that a lot of the people that manifest now started at, uh, as, as interns, which I, I don't think you can say about many other uh, other mm-hmm. agencies. Uh, but yeah, like you know, just take a chance. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. And then also, like for example, I just became a manager for the first time um, uh, back in the winter. So it's been about six or seven months since. And so all of this is pretty new to me. And the one thing I'm learning is patience because, you know, sometimes when you're on a deadline and you're you're really crunched to deliver something and you want it to be perfect, you expect everyone around you to just read what's inside your brain. Yeah. And the thing is, it's, you know, not everyone um, – People don't know what you don't tell them, yeah. and people don't know what you don't teach them. Yeah. So it's really about investing resource mm-hmm. into these people because, again, it's what we've been talking about all day. Um, people have the creativity. They just need the tools to bring it out, mm-hmm. and right. everyone has this potential. So that's, that's something that's like my biggest stone as a manager is that yeah. I want to learn how to be the best teacher and mm-hmm. um, mentor for um, the people that are working with me yeah. to make sure that they can they can be the kick-ass publicist that they want to be. That's right. That's and I right. think for young people as well, one thing to how to get into the industry touching on what you were saying before a big thing is actually using social media i've got most of my jobs through linkedin to be honest so like to be able to connect with people that are the managing directors or the seniors at different firms connecting with them showing that you're interested and just showing that initiative is really important in terms of getting into the industry showing that you know the industry and you're connecting with the right people as well if I may as well, from like if there is anyone that's kind of thinking about changing career, um, I think the biggest thing I've been sitting here thinking about, you know, what made me kind of change my view as to whether I could do PR was realizing I have something to bring to the table, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's something that I, I think English people maybe indefinitely we we struggle with this, you know, being able to PR ourselves or think about what 
we are good at. Um, And I love that with our appraisal process, which I've never had before, by the way, and I'm a grand old age. um, (laughs) We actually do the appraisal on ourselves as well. We answer the same questions or similar questions to everyone else. And that kind of insight into yourself is really important to understand, actually, do you know what? I am good at this. Or actually, I can mentor on this or someone, I can offer my expertise. So bringing something different from another industry is not a bad thing. And I think there's several people, I think Helen came from a different industry, Neil did, Woody did. So, you know, there's so many different people that bring something different and then, Manifest has given us the opportunity to develop and share that experience. Yeah, Another good manifest quote is if um, be, if you're in the room, be in the room. Yeah, I like that. I, I love like that, that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, honestly, thank you so much, guys. This has been really, really helpful, really informative. No, uh, really and, enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, thank I, you. I, I you hope. made my week. Yeah, great. I think I think um, if I could sort of try to summarize this, that there's some themes that I see um, recurring, you know, have that drive, have that tenacity, you know, leaving, you know, the smaller cities to go to a bigger city, leaving Australia, you know, to come all the way here. You know, there's 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 a drive that, that you need to have, finding a passion as well, you Absolutely. know, it, yep. it, being in a job that pays well and you're like, I'm not enjoying this and saying, you know, I'm going to take, I'm, I'm going to take a risk, you know, take risks, you know, find your passion um, and, Understand that it's gonna be you're gonna have to work hard. I think that's something that mm. sometimes yeah. we're like shy to, to, to say, but it's it's, it's, hard, it's hard work. I think yeah. now everything's yeah. so quick, um, and I think people that are younger now are so used to getting everything straight away because you've got everything on the yeah. internet. Every, even like your shopping can arrive really yeah. quickly after you order it. And yeah. I think that idea of just being patient and like Mole said, just you know having to do that hard work first is something that people really do have to get used. So you don't you don't finish uni and go into your dream job yeah, yeah. like very pretty much ever you like work for that you dream. work for that dream job you get experience yeah. working other places and then you move over to that dream job yeah. and you keep that dream in mind and exactly. that's how you get there. never never stop learning never stay stop hungry learning. stay hungry <laughs> i like that and uh it's it's always good because i wrote down a T- take a chance, Abba. You know, like, yeah, uh, I've been going through my mind. Exactly. Yeah. Molly, I told happening. you I'm not going to Mama Mia. <laughs> <Yeah. show. laughs> I just, I just don't saying, want to do it. <laughs> we're, we're, we're recording on the day Mama Mia Two comes out, which Ma is really looking forward to. Uh, <laughs> so I think I, I think it's, uh, it's 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 good to end on that. Take a chance. Take a chance. Take a chance on me. All right, cool. So um, thank you for listening to Fresh Meat, and until next month. Thank you. Over and out. Thank you.